Living alone can be hard. Today, I want to talk about my experiences, both what has helped me and what's been hard for me. Let's get started. So to give some background, I grew up in New Hampshire for 18 years, and then I attended Urshan in St. Louis from August of 2018. I lived there over the summer and attended uh, till the spring of 2020 when COVID hit, and I was required to move back home. From there, I moved back to New Hampshire, where I lived for exactly one year before I got the job out here in Illinois. The beginning of March, I officially celebrated two years of living in Illinois, and I say all that to say I've experienced a lot of different living situations, good, bad, and indifferent. I believe I've learned from all of them, so let's take a bit of time on each of these experiences, and I will explain to you why they matter, because I know we have people from all different walks of life listening in. When I went to college, you can say I wasn't fully living alone for a couple of reasons. First off, you're living on a campus with hundreds of other students. You have a roommate, and you likely return home for breaks. It's still, however, quite different from living at home. You're living alone in the sense that you are responsible to upkeep your dorm, manage your time, your finances, and all the other little things that you never really thought about. I was grateful that my parents helped me financially, mainly with like my cell phone bill and car insurance while I was paying for college. I learned a lot about myself during this time. What drives me? What do I have to force myself to do versus what do I want to do on my own? How do I focus? When do I need to be an adult? And when is it okay to let loose and have fun? I also had to learn what I can handle. I like work and I enjoy keeping busy, but that's not always sustainable. It's good and healthy to take a break occasionally, and I'm grateful that I got a chance to learn these things without being fully alone yet. I had a chance to learn with the guidance of school administration with rules, curfews, and school breaks. This time in my life helped me to understand the concept of independence without the pressure of being fully independent. I had a roommate, so I got to understand how different people work and coincide. We had very different work schedules, so learn how to wake up to your alarm so that it doesn't wake up the other person. Or the joy of the other person living around you that you can go visit at any time. Late night talks about God or guys. College was great, and I loved being away from my family. Not in a rude way, just I loved the independence of it. In fact, I loved being independent so much that I decided to stay there over the summer. This was also brought on by a desire to continue serving in my local church and work as a nanny and hopefully stay at the same job where I could develop into leadership um, earlier if I was going to stay there consistently instead of going back and forth between school and home for the summer breaks. To do that, I stayed with a couple from the church, and I knew that it was kind of them to allow me to stay with them and that I was a guest. But eventually things happened, and I was asked to leave. I was very unsure of what to do. I was halfway across the country from my family with no place to go. 
but God taught me so much in that time. It's not all about our plans. It's not about my plans. It's about God's. It took some time. I spent a couple nights here, a week there, a week somewhere else. But eventually a family heard about my situation and allowed me to stay with them for the rest of the summer. God allowed me to understand what it's like to have his protection, to not see the next step, but know that God will take care. One song says, I've never, no never, seen the righteous forsaken. I've seen them with tears in their eyes, and I've seen them with their hearts breaking. I've seen them tested and tried. I've seen them with their faith shaken, but I've never, no never, seen the righteous forsaken. I made it through the summer and back to Urshan. I got to spend the holiday that year with friends and coworkers in St. Louis, and I learned that family is really what you make it. That holiday and traditions are old and new. They can go and develop over time. You can create new ones with new people. And that no matter what, I was never alone. But that's a hard lesson. And then the world drastically changed. We felt more alone than ever as COVID hit. I had to move back to New Hampshire with my family. And after having been independent for the past almost two years, it was hard to go back to that life. Family is not always the easiest to live with. You love one another, but there are fights, especially when you're all quarantined in a house together. My parents and I were able to work together on our basement and make it a place for me to live on my own. We divided it up into rooms for living, office, and bed, and that taught me how to keep work, school, and relaxation separate. Looking back on it, I'm so grateful that I was living with my parents during that summer because I was in a bad car accident and I got a concussion. I could not drive for over a month and doing simple tasks would make me very sick. During this time, I was able to think about my financial future. If you're living with family, use this time to grow while you have some of these amenities that you might otherwise not have. If you can, set money aside for your future. Enjoy your time with family and create memories for the future. While I was living with my family, I got this awesome job opportunity that I now have and I up and moved to Illinois. I believe I've learned through all these experiences that we've talked about, but I still didn't feel like I had fully prepared to live on my own. That's where this podcast comes from. There were so many things that I learned and ways that I have changed over these past couple of years, and I want to share those with others. Through our guest speakers, I hope that I learn as well. Living alone has so many ups and downs, and sometimes it's hard to see the things in the moment. Here's a couple of things that I do when I'm living alone that I think you should consider. When I moved to Illinois, I had the most amazing pastor and his wife who worked on getting me a rental property. And we looked at my needs and what was available. What could I pay? How big was the space that I needed? Was I going to maintain my own lawn or should I get an apartment where that stuff's taken care of? There's a lot of things that make up this decision, but I was grateful that they worked on this as they knew the area, the market, and my needs. So when you're moving into a house on your own, you have to think about all of this. You have to also consider furniture, appliances, kitchenware, all the things that you may never think of. For me, something I did not think of was a toilet paper holder or a large trash can for the house versus the small one that I would keep under my desk. 
Facebook Marketplace can be your best friend here for this type of stuff. Goodwill or those in your church can also be a great resource for these things. So that's how I furnished my house, and it's working well. But then there was insurance. I knew nothing about renter's insurance. Do I need it? What does it cover? All of that is something that I want to cover in a different episode, but they're all things that we need to consider. Being prepared for winter weather or summer pests is something that I did not consider until it was a little too late. Because I rent, I have a lot of help on those things, but I shouldn't bank on that. I'm grateful that I have someone that I can call when I need a repair. Others may need to look into someone who is trusted and affordable in your area. These are the literal practical things that you need to think about in a house living alone. But what about you? You're the one that is living there. So yes, we consider the physical, but we also need to consider the upkeep and your mental state in this house as you live alone. The physical upkeep can and should seem easy. You have to do your laundry, dishes, cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, vacuuming, mopping, organizing, and I'm sure I've missed some things. There's a lot of stuff that your parents did when you were a kid. There's a lot of things you didn't think were important till you start to see that dust collecting or see the little things piling up here or there. These things, when done on a regular basis, can be maintained and worked with, but they become so hard when we get sick or busy or we're going through something and just don't have the energy. What I've decided to do is do something small every day to make sure that I keep it in good condition so that when those times do come, it won't be as bad. I also have Bible study or life group at my house so that I have a reason to keep it up kept. Let me say it's not always easy or perfect. My sister can attest that I am terrible at doing dishes. I do not enjoy doing it, and I'm trying to get better about it. When your house is clean physically, it can help you so much mentally, though. That's the last and hardest and likely the most important part that we can talk about when we refer to living alone. When you are actually truly living alone, it is so different from any experience that I've mentioned before. You can't go down the hall to your friend or your sibling's room. You can't go grab the leftovers from your favorite meal that your mom cooked. You don't have a shoulder to cry on at the end of the day or someone to sort out your feelings with. Loneliness can set in. You can feel very alone even though mentally you know that you're not alone. You look around the house and you're sitting by yourself. Every day can become the same old routine. It's kind of like Rapunzel's, when will my life begin? Except she seems to have time on her side. I don't. When you go through these times of loneliness, whether you'd classify yourself as an introvert or an extrovert, you have to. You have to, have to, have to. Go out and interact with people. Whether that means going to lunch with coworkers or church people, if you enjoy sports, find a local group that plays every week and join them. If your church offers small groups, go. Every sectional or district event you can go to, go. Here's the thing. I often find myself sitting around saying, I don't want to go to this event because I don't know anyone. No one's going to talk to me. But then I sit at my house and I wonder, why don't I feel like I have any friends? Why doesn't no one talk to me? 
if you don't force yourself to go out and make friends, you sure won't have friends when it comes to your time of loneliness. You need to establish these trusted relationships and people that you can talk to about your feelings and concerns. Let them know from the get-go, hey, I think you're a fantabulous person. I would love to have you um, in my group of people that I can turn to when I'm facing something or I need someone to talk to. Be intentional in making friendships and connections. I completely understand because I have a full plate, but then I feel like I don't interact with anyone. That's when I realized it's because I work from home. I teach piano lessons to kids, so I don't have much interaction with people my age or with adults. So that's why I got a job at Starbucks in part. I made sure I joined a small group at my church, even though I already run the kids one. I hope that this podcast can become a community for you to recognize that you're not alone in whatever you're facing. Maybe make friends, even if it is just digital interaction. I just recently joined a Discord where we watch movies together and nerd out over them. I love it. It gives me something to look forward to every week. And living alone does not mean that you are actually alone. So as you go about life in whatever stage you're in, whether you're living with family, a roommate, or are alone, remember these things. You're growing in these different seasons. God's got his hand of provision on you. You're not alone. Sometimes I try to fill that alone time with noise. I watch a lot of TV, have on music, or have on a podcast at almost all times. Here's the thing. Sometimes I think I'm blocking out the little moments and times when God could be wanting to do something. When you live alone, you don't have a bunch of people in your house seeking your immediate attention. You can put your phone on silent and spend some time with God. You can hear what he desires for you. If we constantly keep ourselves occupied, we can never be truly satisfied in what God is trying to do. Make time for the spiritual. If you have a relationship with God, you'll realize that you're never alone. And lastly, take care of yourself. When you're young, we dream of being older and being allowed to do whatever we want, eat what we want, stay up late, drink all the caffeine, I'm guilty of that, or stay in our pajamas all day. Those things can be fun, but in moderation. If we allow those things to run our lives and we don't care for ourselves, we will not be able to live alone successfully. So your takeaway this week, be intentional with your relationships. Make time for the spiritual. Take care of yourself. And always remember, you're doing it, girl.